Log on to patreon.com forward slash one sound one scene to support the show. Apparel is also available at one sound one scene You're listening to one sound one scene podcast where we highlight and promote entrepreneurs, startup businesses, independent music and creators while offering information and inspiration on topics that everyone can relate to. And your girl, Yashika Kai. Today, we have a very special guest joining us on the show today. We are actually located at her campaign headquarters. Miss Valerie Gotch-Garrett, uh, she is running for District Court Judge Division B. How are you doing today, Miss Garrett? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I'm excited. We're Thank excited you. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those who aren't familiar with you, who is Valerie Gotch-Garrett? Valerie Gotch-Garrett is first a mother. Uh, daughter, uh, a believer, uh, lawyer for 26 years, almost 27 in October of this year. But more importantly, I'm from here. Oh. Homegrown from Macomb. Yeah, we like that. All my <laughs> life. Uh, and so I have located my business in the heart of North Lafayette right. because I want to serve the community. Uh-huh. And that was a dream from grandparents. And so um, I'm glad and grateful that I've been able to have that business for 26 plus years uh, and been able to uh, help my community, which is very important in my family roots. Right, right. Because it's, it's, it's important if you want to exist and you, you know, to help. If well, you want to be in this area to help. That's correct. And the, the interesting thing is when I went to law school, people don't know I had no money. Um, and at the time that my uh, that I got accepted to law school, my husband was disabled, and I had two babies. And when I got the acceptance, you know, we were raised with a sense of pride, but it, but also with a sense of um, community. So you had to be able to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. Exactly. Right. Yes. And so it. To me, it was a difficult decision to make to leave a job um, and to be plagued at the time by a racial act that then motivated me to leave that job but not have anything else. And at that moment, God stepped in and said, it's your time because it was always something I wanted to do since young. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing and the God thing mm-hmm. was that there was a man, Mr. Neighbors, who we all knew from our family. And um, I remember having the conversation with my mom that finally I get the dream I want and I can't pay for it. Wow. And she said, call Mr. Neighbors. He's on the Southern board. He's a family friend. It's like, how am I going to call somebody and ask him for help? Yeah. And I don't have no money. Right. Well, lo and behold, Mr. Neighbors said, all I want you to do is one thing. I'm going to open the door and help you get there but you have to help someone else. Mm -hmm. So the journey began where 
drove to school every day in an old car. And there was a gentleman that was on the corner where it's now, it's a throughway where the Exxon is. And I would fill up the car there, drive to school every morning until all of my scholarships and financial aid was able to be processed. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yes. With my two babies. Wow. Until I was able to move there. When I started law school, I had pneumonia. When I finished law school, I had surgery. I missed the maximum days I could miss. But all I know is that I was destined to do that mm -hmm. because it was easier than getting my undergraduate degree. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And but for the seeds that had been sown by my parents and grandparents, that an opportunity might have been more difficult to ascertain. Um, but I'm grateful. And so my promise to Mr. Neighbors, he passed away last year, but my promise was to come back and to reach out and help. And I, have, I am proud to be able to say that I have honored those, those words that I, I, I gave him that I would do. Awesome. Yes, yes. That's simply amazing. That was pretty much a battle that you conquered through mm -hmm. through law it school. It was. Because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot it of people, when they, get, when they get hard, they want to quit. They want to give mm -hmm. up. They want to find every excuse right. to give up. But, but not only that, even before as we started integration here, mm -hmm. you know, there were teachers that would tell me that that was unacceptable, that we couldn't be lawyers. Mm -hmm. So even though grandparents and parents were telling us, we could, and I was watching Thurgood Marshall and all the things he was doing. When someone tells you who you think is an authority and the educator right. over your life, Educate, yeah, you receive you. it and say, well, maybe, they maybe see it's not possible. That's yeah. not possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but when you're destined to do something, no matter how hard you try to avoid it, mm -hmm. it'll always circle yeah. back. Exactly. Yes. And yes. mine circled back as I was getting my master's trying to go to school and working, mine circled back, and the opportunity came back again. Awesome. And, and so God took me down that path, and here I am. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so as we all know, this month is Black History Month. Yes. And most people are excited about celebrating our uh, culture and what they have sacrificed for us to have rights, especially the right to vote. So let's talk about the importance of voting. The importance of the right to vote is people don't realize that one vote can change the dynamics in the course of people's lives. Exactly. Yes. And so sometimes we say, I'm not going to vote because I don't like what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I think they forget that not voting also makes it a statement. Yes. And it also, pre the, by their lack of voting, it, it changes things too. So why not be proactive, mm -hmm. not sit on the fence and complain, and just like the men and women before us who went through such horrific things to get us that ability and right from women mm -hmm. to African Americans right. to stand on the line and get hosed and get beaten for a, simply a right that should have been easy to ascertain. Right. And so now with the new act, uh, it's 636, that Louisiana has recently passed where before if you had a conviction you could not right. have the right to, to vote. vote. Mm -hmm. And so now even that was a way of suppressing how the Voter Rights Acts was utilized. Yeah. So there's no excuse not to vote. Right. Right. We, are, mm -hmm. we were seeing uh, lists purged because people are becoming inactive. You saw so much excitement in the African American community when Obama was there. Right. That same, that same excitement needs to be there every time there's a, a race, 
every time there's an election, every time there's a, a change or a shift, because what we fail to see is the people that we put in office, it trickles down to us anyway. Yes. So if I vote for somebody, or don't vote, for someone who wants to take away health care, right. mm -hmm. or, or, or wants to take away education, or want to take away or minimize it, or minimize teachers and their ability to earn a living or, or reduce that, or change how your children go to school and what they should be learning. Yeah. If you sit and don't vote, then you change, change. and impact it just as much as if you did. That's exactly. right. Yes. So why not be proactive? Yes. Right. Especially the millennials. Yes. You know, and I'm a millennial. Like, we sit down and we be like, well, I'm not going to vote because I don't like what's going on, like right. what you mentioned earlier, and we don't vote at all. Right. And so, millennials, I want to encourage you guys to vote. Please vote. Exercise your right to vote because it's not only going to affect us now, but the generations to come. It absolutely will. Yeah. Um, very much like what we're seeing now. And, and there are people, the votes have been restored. There's qualifications that they have to meet, and there's things that they have to do in order. Like if you're on probation or parole, and it's been for five years, there's these nuances that you have to work through. But isn't it worth it? Right. Yes, isn't right. it worth it to get back? And you know, as we journeyed through this, we've met people that have been incarcerated for years, and the privilege they feel to go through the process to regain their right yes. to vote. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not to be aware that it actually exists and that people in the legislature fought for their rights to be restored right. because they've served their time. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be a community of restoration. Yes. Yes. Things happen, people get into trouble, but we have to be a community of restoration, restoration and rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we learned growing up, you know, community. I remember my grandfather would get paid and he'd keep some money in his pocket. And we'd say, well, Paul, why do you have money in your pocket? Well, baby, we believe in community. Right. And so you see the, the, the young mother over there? Sometimes they run short. And we, we're there to support them and, and lift them up. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's what we, we are taught. It's our values here. Awesome. And that's what makes us unique in this community. Yeah. So I know you mentioned um, Act 636, um, and I picked up one of these little brochures here from Val's office here in Lafayette. Uh, the address is 701 North Pier Street, if you guys want to come in and stop and pick up one of these brochures. But what it basically says is um, anyone who is off of probation or parole or has been on parole for at least five years or is on probation and hasn't been reincarcerated on a new conviction can vote now. Okay, so it tells you who can vote, how to vote, and when to vote. So if you guys want more information on that, please stop by the office of Ms. Valerie Gosh Garrett here in Lafayette. There's also an organization out there called Vote. Okay. And that organization is diligently working for those restoration of those rights and encouraging people to participate. Mm -hmm. And they're also knocking on doors and, and being they're very visible in the community. Okay. They have a phone number as well on the card, okay. which you can reach out and call them. And I think it's 337-232, no, 212-5071. Yeah. So that the number again is 337-212-5074. And they're there and available to give you any information that you have to walk you through the process. 
Um, someone in our office can also direct you where you need to go. Um, but it's really important, especially with these elections coming up this yeah. year. So I, I encourage everybody to participate, right. to be part of the community, to be part of that movement and uh, for change. Right. Be right. a change agent. Yep, a change agent. I like that. Okay, so let's talk about the fact that there are two minority seats available for district judge. What exactly does this mean to the voters? In, I guess it was probably on about 1992, maybe, um, there were lawyers who were running. In order to run for judge, you have to be a practicing attorney for a certain amount of time. Well, during a period of time, lawyers, African Americans, minorities, were running and not successfully winning. After a period of time, they collected the data and had the statistics, and there was a suit filed. And the suit that was filed, it, I think it was doing, but it, it was Romer's time, Governor Romer's time. And it was Janice G. Clark versus Romer, governor of Louisiana, and it was June 3rd of 1991. And that's the time that created the ability for us to have minority seats. Mm -hmm. So our race, my race, is coming out of Judicial District 1, which includes Rain, Scott, um, Dusan, Church Point, period, uh, sections of Mir. It may not include the entirety of the area, but it's sections, sections. plus mm -hmm. North, North Port of Lafayette. And it moves through sometimes some part of the downtown area as well. The district is historically carved and created where the minorities are the majorities and are able to vote for two seats. Now, because it's been 27, 26 years since we the first judges sat in this area, first minority judges, I think people may have forgotten the history of how they got there. Right. There were lawyers right in this community that participated in that litigation and collecting the data in order for those seats to be created. And I commend Janice Clark and those others who had to put their names on the line mm -hmm. for those seats to be born. Right. And so now we have an opportunity for those seats again. And they are Division B and Division D. And those seats have been actually um, held by Judge Rubin and Judge Edwards. And so now those seats are what we're going to vote on on November 3rd. And I think there's some confusion for people and they need to understand that they're going to get to vote for two. Right. In some cases, maybe three because there are several judicial seats available, but they all are proportionate to districts. Yeah. And it's the 50 JDC. So those judges, whoever are elected, travel to the tri-parish area. So they travel to Vermilion, they travel to Acadia, and they, they, they sit in Lafayette as well. Okay, cool. So we got a, a chance to make history. Again, it's yes, been a to, while. To preserve, to <laughs> yeah, preserve, to preserve history, history. To preserve yeah. the history. And I thought that was a befitting time to talk about it during Black History Month right. because of how it came about and because of the lawyers that sacrificed and the people that sacrificed and walked the streets. There was so much excitement. I was coming out of law school yeah. when it was happening. And so, so much excitement was generated. We need to have that same excitement yeah. again, yeah. you know, about the ability to select two new judges, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And you know, not just that, because like um, my little girls, when they see your, your poster, it is so it important to have somebody mm -hmm. that look like so, you yes. to, to strive for something so high and so big, and it, and it, it builds belief 
in yeah. them. Yes. So when they see your, your, your uh, billboard out in the community, they be like, Mom, that's our cousin. They yeah. so excited about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, what is she, Mom? What is she? I say she's a lawyer. So what does a lawyer do? So mm-hmm. I explain to them, I think I might want to do that. So, you know, you're inspiring. <laughs> well, and others have told me that, and I guess it's very humbling mm-hmm. because as I move to do things in the community, I mean, I've served on many boards. Uh, those things are natural occurrences for me mm-hmm. because of the way we were raised. And so I don't give a whole lot of thought to the impact uh, or how people perceive it, I simply give and believe that I'm blessed. So therefore, because I'm blessed, then I should share it and I should help. So for me, it is really humbling to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I remember being seven and watching when um, King was killed and Mm -hmm. Kennedy was killed and Thurgood Marshall and the history of segregation was happening and integration was moving. And so to me, those people are heroes. Right. Especially the little girls who had to go in to the schools when integration was happening. So for me, it's really humbling for people to look at me that way to do something that I really love to do and to do something that comes naturally to do, the need to want and to help. Yeah. And so I could have had my practice anywhere. Right, right. But I remember when this building came about, it was my mom, my grandmother, who said, no, that's where you need to be. Yes. And, And so inspiring to look at the people who've gone before us. So I I am touched and honored and humbled when I get those responses from children or from even adults, you know? And so it it, it really motivates me to do more and to um, really some days it brings me to tears. But when you're passion driven and you're following um, your purpose, That's what happens. That's what happens. Automatically. That's what happens. Yeah, just natural. Okay, so how important is authenticity to you? It's real. It's real. It's real. Um, I know that sometimes we look at people and we say, is that how they always are? Uh, Some people say passion. Mm -hmm. You know, if what you see sometimes and what you see in the courtroom is two, two different, different things. things. Oh, yes. Yes. And so <laughs> if... It's a time and a place for everything. It is. And sometimes when I step in that well and there's a young man or a young woman and there's a need, um, I come out of myself. Because as a kid, I wasn't really very vocal. We were taught to be seen and not heard. But it's something about when it's when someone is in trouble and you're the difference between whether they go home Mm -hmm. whether they get a fair trial whether they get a fair hearing whether they get access to the court system it is something that changes in me when that when i'm in that well of fighting for that individual or trying to mitigate the circumstances for that individual versus when you see me out and about Right. right It, it, it really is a passion driven, as you say, mm-hmm. and it really helps motivate you into your purpose. So you may see me 
and say, what is, is that lady there? She's fussing at that. No, <laughs> what's wrong with her? Yeah. But it really is know what I see that needs to be done. So whatever I'm asking you to do, my grandmother always taught us, be prepared to roll up your sleeves and get in there too. Right. Yeah. So for me, I never think myself above mm -hmm. anybody else. Because we're always, as I say to, to people, that your child could be mine. Mm -hmm. Right. And anything could happen to mm -hmm. one of mine. Yeah, yeah. that's and true. And so I always have to sow a seed knowing that that child, that young man, that young woman belong, that child belongs to someone. And I would hope that when something happens to mine, people give mine the right. same grace, the same courtesy, and the same care as I gave for someone else. So being authentic is crucial to me. Oh, yeah. It really is. And um, sometimes we have to be careful in the environment, the professional environment. Uh, but it really is important to know who you are and where you come from. Mm -hmm. All right, now. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. Yes. And they lose themselves. Yes. Yes. Themselves. Let me uh, be political. Yes. Right. Yep. <laughs> yes. So moving on to something a little bit more light. Okay. So this weekend, we're going to be in the Karen Crow Mardi oh, Gras yes. Parade. Yes. <laughs> on the 15th, that's this Saturday, guys. We're going to be on the Valerie Gotch Gallery float. Let me show you guys these beautiful shirts that we are going to be wearing. So when you see us in this shirt and in this cap... Give us a little bit more extra excitement, guys. Yes, and please. then we're going to give you a little bit more extra goodies. How about that? <laughs> yes. I didn't realize how much work yes. those Marines are. Yes. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Yes. So not only are you going to be in the Karen Crow Parade, but what other parades are you going to be starring in? Oh, we, look, we've already Because it's a production. Yeah, it really Sorry. is. Because we literally have been in the Christmas parade in rain. And we were in, what is the parade? Christmas parade in rain, and I think we were in the Crawley Parade. Okay. We are in the Crawley Parade for Christmas. But this week we start in, as you said, Scott and Karen Crow. We will have a smaller production in rain, and then we'll be in the Independent Parade as well as the Heritage Parade. Ooh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, yes. Ooh, Lord. I'm going to for surely be in the Karen Crow Parade. Yes. Uh, I'm going to let you know on the other dates. <laughs> <laughs> and look, the, 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 the best part about campaigning mm -hmm. is really the people. Yeah. You know, seeing the people. Touching them. Touching them. Yeah. Because I was in the King Parade. Uh -huh. and Well, I've been in the King Parade probably for the past six years, and I walked the King Parade. And Ooh. I walk the King Parade, but you know, I look forward to it now because when I walk it, I get hugs. Yeah, yeah. And I get people who sometimes I've forgotten the work that has been done over the years. Because yeah. I served as a public defender for most of my career, mm -hmm. both in criminal and uh, both in state and federal court. So you impacted a lot of lives. So when I look back, and I see people in the community doing well. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm proud of them. Yeah. I, I'm grateful that I was able to make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. And they remind me how great and how wonderful their experience was when they were in the trouble, in a troubled moment. Right. And for me, it was doing the work that I love to do. But 
I've, I think I've said this before. I think when people, I'm representing them, they think it begins and ends in my office, mm -hmm. but it doesn't for me. It's the start. It's just a start. <laughs> I, you know, I could be in the grocery store and I'm thinking about it and I'm, it, I carry them in my heart. Right. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. Yeah. You, know. you, can't, you can't even turn it off sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can't. You know, mm -hmm. I don't even do the type of work that you do, but what I do, yeah. sometimes I can't turn it off. And I'd yes. be like, brain, just let me get some rest tonight. That's correct. Like, oh that's my correct. God. So I can but you know, that all, that's all about passion. Right. You know, that yes. comes with passion. It is. Mm -hmm. And particularly, it, um, I think that as you mature into it, you want to be able to have someone on the bench that's had a broad range of experience. But I think that people tend to forget that we bring our life experiences with us. Right. Um, we bring the things that we have learned through education, through work, through our life experiences interrelating with people. Because most of, think about it, most of the things we do interrelate with people. Mm -hmm. and, and understanding behavior. Right. And understanding need and understanding the things that pull people together to make them who they are. Right. And so if you, and it didn't really dawn on me till you hear the words, jury of your peer. Right, and what that actually and means. And what that actually means. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of those terms, you have to be able to equalize justice for all. Mm -hmm. Yes. And be able to apply the law as well as look at the mitigating factors that brought that person to where they are. And at the same time, be unbiased. And be unbiased. And I'm pretty sure that's not an easy thing to yeah. do. You yeah. know, you have to put your yeah. own personal feelings to the side yeah. and look at and the go law. by the law. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes people think, well, you can bend the law, you no. can change. No. <laughs> too no. much of that already yes. going on. Yes. You always yes. want to be honest. And yes. that's people and do the right thing. That's you right. Can't bend the that's law. right. Because if yes. I bend the law for you, the person that you offended, you know, they may that's have right. some long term effect because of that and vice versa. So you have to be by the book, by the law and do what's right. But you have right. sometimes an opportunity to take the law and not modify it, but take the law and look at the application of it and look at the exceptionalities when they exist. Mm -hmm. And when they exist, to be able to apply it, but to apply it equitably. Yeah. As, it, as, as the circumstances that are f before you, because it's a presentation of what the lawyers give to the judge, mm -hmm. and then the law that the judge has to apply to those particular facts and circumstances yeah. and move those parties forward with some wisdom. A teaching moment. It, yes. It's a teachable all moment. Involved. Yeah, <laughs> teachable all moment. And all I say parties. that to my kids often because, and, and I'm a mother of five, mm -hmm. and my babies are 22, and they're autistic. So having autistic children really make you step back and look at people differently. Yeah. Because there are exceptionalities sometimes, mental health. Yeah. I'd like to see more mental health courts. Yeah. Um, because sometimes people have a crime that they commit that's tied into a mental health issue. Right. You know, sometimes it's tied into a substance abuse issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Lafayette Parish, we have a drug court system. Right. You know, we have juvenile crime on the rise. Yes. Yes. You know, but I'm also finding that we have some 
mental health issues associated with juveniles and, and what is happening. So there's lots of work to do. I know. Being a judge is not... Slamming your gavel. No. <laughs> it's work. I yes. know. And you've got to be prepared to work and to know the community you live in. That's the, important. All the community. That's right. the important part. I, the, I you think have it's to very important. That. Yes, you have to. You have and, to. And it has to apply to all. And when I talk about community, I'm talking about all of the community. Right. Not just looking at the minority communities, but we have communities outside of Lafayette that, that the judges represent and, and their constituents are there. We have to be able to stay connected as best we can without being without creating biases yes. by that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you come before the judge, you want fairness. Fairness. You want justice, you want fairness, you want the rule of law to apply properly to you, and you don't want to have and you want to be treated with respect. Right. With respect. Yes. Glad you said that. Lawyers um, the people who appear before the judge and understanding, mm -hmm. understanding when you appear because some people appear for the very first time. Right, mm -hmm. they're nervous, they're yeah. scared, and you know may not even be in big trouble. But you know, I've been there, watched people go through it, and you don't never know what you're getting yourself into until yeah. it applies to you. Yeah. and that's great that you can differentiate case by case you have because to. one person may have a mental health issue as you mentioned mm -hmm. before another person may have a substance abuse uh, issue mm -hmm. and then somebody may just be blatantly crazy and just want to do it yes. but as a judge you can differentiate Gee. and put that person in the proper treatment facility right. that is needed and not just lock them up in a cage so to speak but help them get some rehabilitation right. so one day maybe have a better life right not only that you have to be able to say at times sometimes you need to go sit down yeah you, sit down. you need to go sit down and 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 be able to do that mm -hmm. if, if that's your time you know, and, I, and unfortunately, I've had clients that had to do time. Um, and even when I see them come out, I am so blessed when they come to see me yeah. and they say, Ms. Garrett, I've got my high school diploma. Oh. I've gotten an education. I, you know, I, I've gotten another chance. Mm -hmm. Second chances are important to people. And so I've gotten another chance. And then you realize, the things that you have done and the work you have done be, has not been in vain. Right. Even if you touch one, mm -hmm. even if you touch one, it has not been in vain. Mm -hmm. So my practice is family law, awesome. criminal defense. I've done a lot of that. I, I've done some personal injury, civil litigation, but families and the impact that I have been able to make on families has been really important to me. Yeah. Um, because of my own children and my own children's struggles, um, it's really important to see and look out into the community and see what you can do. I mean, I've served on the autism board. I've served as a Lafayette Airport Commissioner, the chairwoman, when we did the new I terminal. The new <laughs> terminal. That was so exciting, but also I was able to help make policy during that time. You know, awards and accolades are wonderful, but the best thing for me is when a client comes back or I meet them at the parade yes. 
or I, and they give me a hug and say, remember me? I went through this, but look where I am today. Yes. Or they drive by and say, Ms. Gary, I just came to see you and tell you thank you. Yes. Yes. Making an impact. Yes. It's undescribable. It is. It really is. Or even in church service, if they pass, remember me? I said, now come on, you're going to have to give me a little help here. Okay. You know how I many people I done ran through these 26 years? You're going to have to give me a little help. But I never forget the faces, you know, other stories. And I had one young lady that came to me. She must have been in high school uh, or just graduated, I guess, scared. And she said, I met you in the courtroom. You say, baby, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Now sit right there. I'm going to go do this. And, you go, and she said, you just didn't know how scared I was. Wow. I met her maybe 15 years later, had a family, had gotten uh, a business of her own. And all I could do was hug her. Yeah. Yeah, I gave her comfort. Uh, all I could do was hug uh, her. That's awesome. Awesome work. Yeah. I'm so happy to be sitting here. I, I learned so much. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> learned me so too. much. This me is too. A few minutes we've been sitting here. Like, me you too. have enlightened me. Like, I've learned so much. You yeah. just don't know. Well, we appreciate you so much for taking the time um, to speak with us and do this interview. And y'all be on the lookout for uh, Valerie Gouch Garrett. As she run for district judge, Division B. And you know the gots. Some people have a tongue twister with gots. Yeah. But I had a roommate that said, hey, gots. That's all she called me. <laughs> the other day I was in the store and they said, gotcha. I said, well, are you joking me? <laughs> because that, that oftentimes people say, gotcha. You yeah, know? I get that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> but it is my, my pleasure to sit here with you. I was humble. Y'all asked me to participate. Yes, and yes. particularly to be in your debut yes. uh, live. The mobile interview. Yes. 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 <laughs> Well, this concludes episode two of the show. It's been super fun. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, Miss Valerie. And, Thank you um, for educating us. Yes, that too. <laughs> that so remember, <laughs> Valerie Gotch Garrett, District, District Court Judge, B. Division B. <laughs> November 3rd. But first, get your early voting in. Yes. Because early voting is October. I'm coming to your city. I'm going to meet you. So I look forward to it, and I'm so happy to be a candidate in this race. Yes. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to One Sound, One Scene podcast. Always remember, if you help enough people get what they want, you will always get what you want. Aspire, inspire, and pour into others. Until next time, folks, One Sound, One Scene, we are out. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring into others. We got to stay unified. We got to support each other. One one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified. We gotta support each other. I double tap my people, picture, I show them love anywhere. Social media in person, I'm showing love anywhere. Give them flowers while they live in sweet aroma in the air. They don't help you, but try to hurt you. Just stay away from them. Like a post, even comment and share for thousands everywhere. One sound, one scene, pouring our love everywhere. You ain't vibing positive, we don't want it, we don't care. All your negative energy, you can keep it over there. This music is therapeutic and enrichment for the soul. Become one with the instruments, let melodies take control. Reach another, teach another, and together we will go. Incorporate the law of reciprocity, reaching for more. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified, we gotta support each other. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified. We gotta support.